We are very excited to partner with our first coop company, Cutest Coops, and we feel so lucky to have our very own Cutest Coops Charming Coop on our farms. The Charming Coop is the smallest coop from Cutest Coops and has been carefully engineered to have the easiest assembly on the market, generally only taking one to two people to put it together and has only a four by four footprint. It offers a spacious interior, high quality weather resistant materials, and comes with their signature clean out the coop door that allows for easy cleaning. All the cutest coops are Amish built and will last much longer than most other options on the market. So check them out at cutestcoops.com and use code COOP and FARM to get $100 off your coop. Welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things. This is the farm comedy podcast that is an adult happy hour for the farming community. We drink adult beverages, talk about the ups and downs of farming things, and give zero clucks about not having the perfect farm life. We keep it real with you and share the mistakes we've made and what we've learned so you can feel less alone in this farm thing. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things. Oh, hey there, Sam. Oh, hey there, Bev. What you drinking today? So I just cracked open a Me and the Bees Lemonade with Ginger. And I believe you're drinking something similar, right? Yes, I am drinking a Me and the Bees Lemonade with Prickly Pear. It's quite delicious. Now, I do have vodka in mine, I will say. I did spice it up. (laughs) I left mine virgin today because I have an important meeting after we're done recording. But uh, even without vodka, it is delicious and absolutely delightful. Yeah. And we want to give a special shout out to our listener, not a professional homesteader. You can find her at that handle on Instagram. She introduced us to this company and sent us a couple of bottles to try. Yes. And oh my gosh, the packaging on these bottles is super adorable. Um, I like their mission to save the bees. And this company is actually owned by a 15-year-old girl, which is so awesome. (laughs) (laughs) When I saw her on the package and saw her Instagram page, um, the Instagram page for this lemonade is at Michaela's Bees. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. It's just, it's so cute. And I saw that. I was like, yeah, you go, girl. (laughs) (laughs) And welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things, the mini-sode. Yes. We are so excited to go over our can't evens today that have been shared shared by our listeners um, through various mediums of Instagram and Twitter. We got a Twitter one. Uh, from a while ago and apparently I don't Twitter correctly and just saw it so (laughs) so yeah well this is going to be a fun mini-sode full of your guys' stuff and our official drink peep this episode is our friend Natalie Quist which is at Cloud Lover Fiber over on the Instagram so cheers lady cheers And now let's get into this week's can't evens. And this is like the perfect segue because Mary, a.k.a. not a professional homesteader, is our first can't even 
submitter for this episode. Yes. <laughs> and she posted on our Facebook group um, and she said, okay, I can't even. My fiance saw this posted on the Darknet subreddit. It's a goat for sale listed on the Darknet marketplace. Yes, the same marketplace one might use to buy illegal drugs or guns. Please note. I didn't know that was real. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, Bev. Uh, Please note the style of goat at the bottom of the page. Alive. This, of course, implies that they sell other styles of goat. Dead, diseased, drugged, artificial. Also, that they sell high-quality goat sheep and lamps. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> so uh yeah so there's we have a screenshot that we're looking at but this is in our facebook group as well um in the title of it says wanna go payment in bitcoin <laughs> <laughs> and there's a picture of this poor goat like like who i i mean when i think i need a new goat i don't think like i need to go to the dark net but maybe i'm just not buying the right kinds of goats uh yeah i don't know maybe they have cooler goats on the dark net or maybe they're like super goats i mean that could be it uh, maybe they or smuggle. illegal goats yes maybe the goats <laughs> have a shady history and a background and that is the only way they can get sold maybe they smuggle things <laughs> oh my gosh <sighs> i don't know but that was just really funny so it is it's pretty funny it's a little dark it's a little funny yes. i like it uh, and in fact, uh, so Mary actually sent us this can't even also, uh, this was sent to us through Instagram and it is a Scottish farmer in, I'm not even going to be able to pronounce this word, uh, but it's a wildlife center in another country fools tourists into believing that her flock produces tartan wool with the help of some <laughs> harmless sheep marking spray. And it's super cute. Uh, there will be a link to this. Uh, it's going to be a link directly to an Instagram post in the show notes so that you can see the pictures. But they did such a good job uh, like painting the tartan uh, like pattern on yeah. them. It's just so cute. Like They're so colorful. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a kilt. So it, it's probably somewhere... In Scotland is my guess, well, and that's why s- I can't pronounce this place. <laughs> I think you said Scottish when you. Oh, I did. Writing. You're right. A Scottish farmer. Yeah. I'm guessing they would live in Scotland. Just throwing that out. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they could be a Scottish person that lives that's in the UK. True. I don't know. That is true. <laughs> it's totally possible. I think what happened was you saw that really long A word and <laughs> it threw you. I just. It did me too. Yeah, my brain shut off (laughs) yeah no I did that too when I like was putting the show notes together I was like staring at it like how do I say this and then I was like maybe Bevel just take this one and she's really good at pronouncing things so if you don't know then I definitely don't know there's a lot of r's yeah (laughs) yeah r (laughs) not a pirate (laughs) no not pirate r's So our next one was submitted on Twitter um, by Heather G. She was taking a Facebook hiatus, so that's why she sent it there. And I do not Twitter well or frequently. Um, So it's been sitting there since about early June. So I apologized when I saw it. And she's like, noted, will not send on Twitter. So don't recommend that, guys. If you want to send us these, email, Facebook, or Instagram, probably your best bets. 
But this one, she shared an article um, from the New Zealand Herald. And it says, Duck walks into pub, downs pint, fights dog. (laughs) And I think I saw, like, it was either in the tweet or maybe this article, the picture of the duck drinking the beer, which is a little disturbing for me personally. But this duck is wearing a bow tie um, in in these pictures. Um, He's a dapper duck named Star. And he was enjoying a pint with his owner, Barry, when... Um, Barry's dog, Meggie, started a fight. Um, Star's beak was injured in the brawl, which took place in the old courthouse inn. Star pushed his luck too far, and Meggie snapped, splitting Star's bottom beak right down the middle. Aw. Aww. Poor little thing. He gave her a stare, then probably stood on her back. It's not... It's not pretty and it's not nice. We were so scared we would lose Star. Oh. Uh, he Aww. had to be rushed to the vets and go under anesthetic, which is always risky and could e- go either way with ducks and smaller animals. Thankfully, our Star is a tough cookie and it looks like he came out okay. Star is known in the area for regularly enjoying a pint of ale at the end, always in his bow tie. <laughs> The vets say that he is expected to have a full recovery. So we do not condone poultry drinking. Uh, We just want to make that clear. Yeah. But that is a pretty wild story, and I do enjoy it being shared. Yes. (laughs) I enjoyed reading that article. It's hilarious. When I read the title, I was like, this could have just said Bev walks into a pub, downs a pint, and fights a dog like 10 years ago. So... (laughs) No, I wouldn't have fought a dog. I would have pet a dog. But anyways. <laughs> yeah. I would have drank down a pipe and turned into Snow White and just only wanted to hang out with the animals. Pretty much. Did you ever do that? Like, when you were younger and wilder and more free, you go to a party or something and you just drink and then you end up in the corner, like, petting the cat or something or the dog instead of socializing with people. Yes. And sometimes I still do that depending on where I'm at. <laughs> I do that too. Yeah. Well, actually, like, the first time I came to your house, well, I guess it was the only time I came to your house, like, I was immediately more at ease because you had dogs. (laughs) And it was a thing I could, like, look at if if I didn't know what to do. (laughs) It, like, gives your hands something to do to, like, pet a dog or a cat. Yeah. Totally agree. (laughs) Yeah. And your dogs are adorable. So it's, like, extra points. They are. They're a little quiet. We don't get to see them very often. But, (laughs) I mean, the podcast doesn't get to see them very often. I see them all the time. Yeah. (laughs) My dogs are enough. (sighs) They're rambunctious. So our last can't even is from our friend Katie, and she said, y'all, I cannot even. I never wanted a Polish, but now I need one of these. And it's hilarious. It's like this picture of a cute Polish chicken with a haircut. Or is that just what they look like? I don't know. It's adorable. I... I don't know, but Polish chickens are the best, in my opinion, um, because they're, they can be a little flighty because they can't see, but it also makes them excellent Instagram models, Mm. um, and they're easier to catch, and, like, my, you know, my puppy Willow can, like, walk right up to one, and it doesn't know it's there, and they don't freak out, so it's great for her to be able to, like, sniff it to figure out what a chicken is yeah. <laughs> without them just running away so she chases it. Yeah. Um, 
<clears throat> so yeah, no, highly recommend them, not just for their adorableness, but for their overall personality. They're really fun chickens. Maybe I'll add some to my next My Pet Chicken order. Not like I need any more chickens, you but should. I mean, can you ever really have enough chickens? I don't think so. I don't think so. You know, we didn't get any farm stories from every anybody, but I have one that I can share. Ooh, yes, yes, yes. Share a farm story. And I think I shared this on my Instagram, so some people might already know. But I have this little barnyard mix hen. She's very tiny. She's like the size of a Millie Fleur, or however you say that breed. She's very small. And she was going up into our hayloft, which has like stacks and stacks and stacks and stacks of our neighbor's first cutting hay of last year. He just hasn't offloaded it yet. And she'd go up there and lay eggs. (laughs) So Matt was up there the, a couple of weeks ago, and he's like, oh, my God, there's, like, over a dozen eggs up here. This is crazy. And I'm like, wow, we should probably, like, get those down because it's so hot up there. I don't know if, it, like, if it'll incubate them without her sitting on them or what. Because I'd have a hard time finding her. She's very skittish. Well, turns out she was up there, and she hatched, like, eight Oh, chicks. my gosh. And... There's no way to get down. Like, the stairs are blocked with hay. Like, it is that packed up there. But, like, it, like, tears down to this opening where you can get, like, climb up a ladder and and step onto the hay and go up and throw them down. (laughs) So, I don't know how the hell she got them down because it's, like, 10, 12 foot drop. So, I know she can, like, jump and fly to get up there and she'll jump down. And there's, like, the door, like, four feet below the the top of the ledge that I assumed like she'd jump on and then jump down. But somehow she managed to get all of those chicks down from the hayloft without a ladder and without stairs. Oh my gosh. And I didn't find any dead chicks. (gasps) Doesn't it make you wish you had cameras in your barn like all the time? Yes. That's what I said. I was like, we have like security cameras all around our house that constantly record. It, it was a feature that came with the house. We're not like super paranoid people, but I do enjoy <laughs> that we have that just in case something does happen because yeah. crazy people come onto people's property all the time. Um, so it made me really want a camera out there because we'll never know like how exactly she did it. We can only speculate. And the way we found out was I walked into the barn and this weirdo was just like laying on the floor. And I was like, what is she doing? She's like right in the way. And then Matt goes, oh my God, she's got chicks. And like, I pick her up and like eight chicks come out and like scatter and we have to like run around and catch them. So they're like in this little hutch thing, like just hanging out and living their best lives. And then I tried to clean the hutch yesterday. So I put them in the wheelbarrow and put like a piece of wire over it, but they were immediately like jumping through the wire and running around. So I had to catch them all again. Oh my God. And Mama Hen like wants nothing of the confinement. So she's like squawking at me and I'm trying to catch her and she's just like, I'm an independent woman. Get off me. (laughs) And just being loud and pecking at me. And oh, it's a mess. I should really just let her do whatever she wants. But like, there's just so many predators this time of year, just like hanging out. So I don't really want to just leave her to her own devices because she's so small too. So yeah, that is the story of our hayloft hens. I'm hoping they're hens. Don't need any more roosters. <laughs> I'm hoping they're hens too. 
against all odds, somehow the ch- the chicks that I hatched, you know, before are my pet chicken chicks showed up. They're all hens, mm-hmm. or at least they, I think Woo! they are, or one of them's a really wow. quiet rooster, but I've heard zero crowing from there, and I should have heard crowing by now, so. Yeah. Yeah, you would have. So, fingers crossed, yeah. you don't have, like, a late bloomer hiding <laughs> in there. So, it's possible all eight of yours are chicks, or not chicks. Of course, they're all chicks. <laughs> all eight of them are hens. Yeah. <laughs> I picked one up yesterday and it was just like screaming at me and like I'm looking at its comb and it's only a couple days old and I'm like, shoot, you're not a rooster, are you? (laughs) (laughs) You might be. We'll see. We shall see. I think we've only really lost like one hen this summer and I'm not even convinced it's ours because Matt just found it like on the back property and it was just a black hen. And we have some of those. I don't know if we have any missing because we have so many, which probably sounds awful to some people. But our, yeah, our rooster ratio cannot go much higher at this point. So yeah, they're mostly They're a little tricky. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah. Unless Bev has a farm story. No. Put you on the spot now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I got I got nothing off the top of my head today. Oh, could I ask you a question? Oh, absolutely. And if we don't want to keep it on the episode, you can put it on the Patreon. Okay. Um, so I was stalking your Instagram before we recorded, and you said you had given a mental, like, herc and jupe were playing a mental game and they had like this it looked like almost like a D die like oh, not yeah. a ball but like in their pen what what is that and what's its purpose okay so i don't know what the official name of it is so i'm going to be googling that while i answer you <laughs> um so what that is is that's a treat ball and it has oh. a little opening in it at the top and I fill it with uh, alfalfa cubes and Timothy pellets, and I'll put some black oil sunflower seeds in it. Oh. And they have to roll it around to get the uh, food to come out of it. So it makes them exercise, but also makes them like play and move around and think. And, you know, like discover how to get the food out. So that's what it is. And the one that I specifically have, it's called a Shire's Ball Feeder. Um, And there'll be, we can put a link to it in the show notes. Um, But it's basically like a big, yeah, I see what you mean. It totally does look like a D&D die. (laughs) (laughs) I had never thought of it that way. But yeah, so I I do that on the days where I'm not going to move them into the big pasture, just oh. so they have something else to do, you know, like besides, you know, walk around in their small square. And I haven't been moving them to the big pasture every day because it's been so unseasonably hot. Uh, I find that the donkeys don't walk all the way down to the shade and hang out and then come back up for water. They hang out right next to the water trough like the whole day, which is like out in the open and the sun. So I just decided to keep them in their smaller pasture when it's going to be over a certain temperature or humidity uh, so that they can get shade inside their shelter and then have an easy walk to the water trough 
Um, so they're not exposed all day. And they don't seem to mind. They seem to like treat ball day. And they know what it means. Like I either go out there with their halters or their treat ball. <laughs> that is so cute. No complaints. I think it's really cool looking. I wonder if the goats would like it. I so mean, don't really do cubes for them, but so it might not work. Well, you could put um, pellets in it, like the okay. uh, like the alfalfa pellets, mm-hmm. and you can put you know sunflower seeds and stuff in them. The other thing about the goats and why I haven't really tried it for them is they tend to be scared of loud noises, <laughs> and you know when you nose it or like kick it, it makes a lot of noise because all the stuff is rattling oh, around in it. That makes sense. And also. I don't know that I've ever seen my goats eat anything off the ground. Really? Yeah. Like, they always eat out of the tray. Like, they have a trough. Um, But once it hits the ground, it's, like, dead to them. (laughs) Which is good. You want that because that's how they get parasites if they're eating off the ground. But Yeah. Um, I will say mine definitely eat off the ground. If I accidentally get some grain on the ground, they'll go oh. find it and eat it. They'll nose around for it. <laughs> but that's a good point because goats are browsers. They more do like eye level if they have the option. Like you should see the bushes yeah. in the pasture. Like I did not care about them, but they're like destroyed. So it's a really good thing I didn't care about them. Yeah. Um, and they're like sticking their heads through the fence trying to get to other stuff too. So yeah, they definitely <laughs> prefer eye level. Yeah, they do. I used to let their pasture grow up to eye level, um, but it became such a pain to mow. I Mm, don't anymore, but I leave the edge at eye level. So they'll go eat the edge of the fence and then they'll go and eat the short stuff once they're done with it. Yeah, that's smart. Matt just mowed ours for the first time since we moved them in yesterday. So it's been like a month, I think. which is pretty good because I thought they wouldn't go through it as much, but we have all the geese out there too. Um, but they're, they're, it's funny because there's certain things they won't eat and it's like these big little skinny weedy looking things with like these little bob things on the tip of them. Like they won't touch them. So we had a bunch of those. So Matt went through and mowed. <laughs> but I might tell them to like leave it, leave the edges because yeah, they stick their heads through the fence for that stuff. So yeah, they totally will. Or like sometimes I used to mow shapes. Like, I just leave, like, a stretch <laughs> of, like, not mowed. Yeah, it was kind of funny. Jared's like, why didn't you mow that strip? I'm like, because the goats will eat it at that height. So I left them a little something. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to try that here. It's a good idea. All right. So just a few housekeeping things. Um, make sure you hit the subscribe button and download the episode when you listen. That helps more people like you find us. And be sure and leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts because you could possibly be entered into a monthly drawing. And do us a favor and share this episode over on Instagram in your stories and tag Drink and Farm. So we'll do a post on our Instagram, share that to your story, tag us, and we'll send you a promo code just for that episode that'll give you a percentage off in our merch shop. And you want that because we got our July design up in there and I got mine and I wore it yesterday and it's I love how it turned out so you guys need to go check it out if you want to buy it make sure you do that so you can get the promo code yes and be sure and take a look at the show notes because there will be links to the articles we discussed and some of the other things we talked about uh, links to our social media merch shop and all sorts of other fun things and of course our phone number because you know we'll play the voicemail on these minisodes if you leave us one 
So that's it for this week, guys, for this week's mini-sode. We hope you enjoyed it. Keep sending us your can't evens. Send us your farm stories, all that fun stuff, because we have one more mini-sode that we'll be doing this month, and we can't do these without you. Yes. And until next time. Drink. Farm. And and give give zero zero clucks. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. We drink things. We farm things. We drink